Hello. Thank you so much for joining us. You have tuned into Basadi, Black Women in Conversation. In this episode, we will be speaking to Bridget Pike about abusive relationships, our definition of love, and the power of observation and taking responsibility. Now, before we get started, we would like to give the following sensitive content warning. This episode explores mental health, physical and emotional violence. First real realization that I had that I was in an abusive relationship. I was 18 and I just moved to the UK. I went online. I met this guy, we'll call him X, and X and I started seeing each other. And it wasn't until a year where I was like, something is not right. It wasn't until the abuse got physical that I was like, whoa, what is going on here? And it, it did feel like it went from zero to a hundred right. quite quickly. But actually in hindsight, if I'm honest with myself, there were so many red flags. So many red flags. And I think the first one for me was that he smoked so much salt. He would wake up, have a joint at work, come home, smoke. I've met casual smokers. And I think this was also my first experience of someone who was smoking so like a cigarette. It was just this constant thing. And it was when the paranoia really started to show itself. And we'd be walking down the streets. I'd walk past a man and he'd be like, yeah, I saw you looking at him. And I remember there was one night I was at his place and I was sleeping and he was going through my phone. Oh, wow. And I spell things horrendously. If anyone knows me, they know that my spelling is shocking. <laughs> and I had saved my friend's number as her name, Norma, but I put an R because I hear Norma. So he was like, is this Norman? Who's this Norman person? Wakes me up and like shoves me on the wall. I was so disorientated because I was like, what the heck is going on? I was asleep And I love my sleep. So I'm still trying to figure out what it is that's going on. He's like pinned me against the wall. He's shouting in my face. I'm even confused now. I'm like, who's Norman? <laughs> I'm yeah. like, who is Norman? He's like, that's what I want to know. So I'm sat there. It's like two o'clock in the morning. Now he shows me my phone. I'm like, this is Norman. Did I not have to call my friend at two o'clock in the morning? Put her on speaker. I thought I was in a dream. I thought I was in a movie. This cannot be happening. It's not happening. It's not happening. We end the call. Shane starts to sit in, right? Because he, now he's noticed yeah. what has happened, mm. right? And he was like, I'm just going to go for a walk to cool off. I tell you, the minute that door closed behind him, I packed up. Must remember, it's two o'clock in the morning. My mom is staying in a place that is outside of London. I need to go to Victoria Station yes. to get a train to where she my is. mom is, yeah. right? Walk sat in the train station until the trains came. were active. Mm. Yeah. Because there was no trains. I mean, yeah time and I went home and I and told no one no one why did you choose not to say anything I felt like it was my fault there was a lot of shame when I hear conversations around emotional abuse that the seeds that are planted in your head mm, are the most are dangerous so, you don't even you don't even realize it's happening yeah. you don't even realize that it's happening then you start to believe these things about yourself the silence also was just I don't want to go back into that space because yeah. as soon as you speak then people want to ask questions naturally because they care about you yeah. and I was just like I don't want to go back into that really space no no and also if I don't speak about it I can pretend like it never happened never happened Ooh. I can pretend it never happened again I thought I was in a dream that's what happened I had a very very bad nightmare for a very for a year yeah. I woke up in the sun <laughs> 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 
No, it's a lie. My mom always told me, if anyone ever puts their hands on you, get out. Get out. Don't even ask questions. No, it's too late. Yeah, I can relate. I think my story is different in this sense because there were many instances where I was with somebody and I saw the red flags, but I chose to stay. And then they did did physically violate me in many different ways and I stayed. I would get really mad. Maybe want to like get my revenge. Right. The Han. The Han is, if you have done me wrong, Mm. I will get my revenge. How dare you think you could get away with it? Like karma basically, but you instilling the karma. Ago. I would say at the time the love of my life, right? I mean, the two of us were really in sync. Till today, we actually we're really good friends. He never physically abused me. I love this man so much that I would do anything, like anything for him. Right. And things got really rough. Uh, my mom was sick and she was actually she was, you know, she was terminal. So I was like clinging on to this person from all. And they got on so well. Like my mom absolutely adored him. Finally, he went through a rough patch and I ended up finding him a job. And then he decided that's where he's going to frolic and play. My mother's at the house dying. You out here touching families. He's like, you're acting crazy. We had this huge fight one evening. He had just found out that he got diabetes. And he blamed the situation and everything on me. Wow. Fine, we break up-ish, kind of, not really, because he leaves and he, he just kept quiet for several months. He spoke to me, never message. And then my mom actually was on her deathbed and I called him. And he came to the hospital. He stood by her bed and he told my mother that he was going to marry me and take care of me. You're giving that wish to a dying person, basically. Not to me. Yeah. I was so so angry at him for what he had done Mm. and I think with my mom and the whole situation I I felt pine for him and then I was like oh my god what are you doing Bridget it had to take this repetitive behavior for me to realize that you're doing this to yourself Mm. nobody else there was a lot of things that I was just like when I look back at I was like you got yourself into this mess Why? why did you seek the Han why were you out for revenge and this all, the person you were trying to hurt doesn't even know <laughs> what's going on. Exactly. We are where we are in our lives because of the choices we've made. Yeah. Where did I go wrong mm. in this situation? So if I'm sad and I'm, you know, reflecting on my past relationship with X, I'm like, mm, I feel like I was seeking love out of a place of need and not knowing and understanding and having a good foundation of yeah. myself. Do you understand? Mm. So it was easy for someone to manipulate me, trick me, do all of these kinds of stuff because I also allowed that yeah. to happen. And you know, Zani, I think it all stems because in my age now, I'm going, where is all this? Where did all that shit come from? Mm. And it really for me is I just was never loved as a child. Like I was not loved as a child. I don't even know what love is, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And so all these ideas of love now I sort of know that that wasn't love is this love no what showed me love was actually when I started taking care of myself the friends I made that I don't know you but you treat me as if you've you birthed me and then for my dog that's where I put love I'm not even lying Bella's the one who actually showed me that this is love like without words Mm. it's it's showing up and I know it's crazy (laughs) I don't think so. Honestly, like, that's where I learned what love really feels like. And more so, like, friends who, without asking, just knew what to do. Mm. Consideration. And then I just stayed single for the longest time. And still had my fun in whatever, but safely and without the hun. And, yeah, I just, I was like, until I meet somebody... 
that makes me feel that way, that feeling that I get, that woman, nice thing, and it, does, it doesn't feel dangerous. Mm. I don't want to be with anyone. So I stayed single for a very long time, and then I, I met the guy who was now. Love languages are so important, right? And everyone right. has a love language. Right. And his love language is, I will provide. I'm a man of my word. Mm. But I'm not going to write you love letters. I will drive 7,000 kilometers. I might ask you to help me with petrol. (laughs) (laughs) 10 bucks for gas. Yeah. But I'm not going to tell you I love you. Right. But I'm prepared to do these acts of things, of love. Mm. But the words will never come out my mouth. Right. And I won't do grand gestures for you. Mm. Do you understand? Like, are you sure you're okay with that? Okay, cool. So don't even say I don't love you because everything I do for you is me showing you I love you. Right. But in my mind, I'm like, "Mm, that's not my language. Right. Because my, my languages and my, my the way I show love is it's affection. It's um acts of uh I do things. I want acts of service. Acts of service, thank mm. you. Um being present and just as involved as possible. Because I like again it stems from my childhood where I was just I always felt like I always had to adapt or I always had to be the better person. Mm. So in my relationships, I also find like, I have to be the better person. <laughs> but I'm like, I need this and this and this to know that you get. It doesn't have to be every day. Right. Once in a while, we'll do. But yeah. I also read between the lines. Yes. And I acknowledge how I can see that, oh, okay, you make coffee today. You never make coffee for me. That was very nice of you, my baby. Thank you. And I think that is so important, like being able to communicate how you feel love. And to be able to communicate it, you need to know it. And I think if I'm being very honest with myself, up until now, I've never been in a relationship where I have truly loved someone else. Mm. Also for me, you know, understanding that the reality is a lot of people haven't come from a home Mm. where love was shown or displayed. You know, our parents grew up in a time of apartheid. Making sure that you are alive, that you've got food on the table, clothes on your back Mm. and you're going to school. That... And I'm only now figuring out, like, what love means to me, Mm. how I want to be loved and Mm. how I want to show love, right? And you have to do a lot of quiet time with yourself. So, so I've just read the five love languages. It's made me be able to identify how I show love and actually realize that the way I show love is not the way I want to receive Mm. love. Those things are completely different. And now that I know that, I feel like I can communicate that. A lot of my frustrations in relationships is that you're not loving me the way I want to be loved, but I can't communicate it. I mean, I've been single for four years now, and now that I'm ready to do that work, Mm. internal work, to be like, girl, (laughs) you've been a little fucked up. <laughs> so what are we gonna do about it? So I am reading all about love. I wish they would teach us at a young age how to love ourselves. Yeah, me too. And not to lead by the example taught because the reality is that maybe one in five households have some sort of normality when it comes to love. Maybe two parents are loving, one in five. Mm-hmm. So you'll see parents kissing or affectionate or sharing words or doing kind things for each other. Right. But the other four, it's all just an amalgamation of nonsense. And that's the lesson because where do we learn it from? Our first interaction of love with the people who are bringing us up. Exactly. Um, whether it's a grandmother or a mother and a father or an aunt or a... You look at that and you go, that's the scale of love. And then right. Later on in life, you're like, oh my God, but that was their scale. Now it's mine. How do I balance the two? Mm-hmm. With these, either whether it's a traditional or a, you know, a new way of loving. Mm. 
Mm. That's so messed up. Like, why couldn't they teach us these things? Because they didn't know. School. They don't know. (laughs) People can't teach you things that they don't know. And it's so different for everyone. It's completely different. There's no blueprint that you can be like, okay, this is what love is. Sometimes when I observe people, I notice that a lot of people are not happy. And I notice it because that is how I am sometimes. It's a reflection of myself. Absolutely. It's not a judgment. You, you pick it up because you see it in yourself. In me. I goes one day I had this realization. I was going to different spaces. You know, I was greeting everybody. You know, I was just in the mood to you did share that, life. You did that this morning with me as well. Yes. Every, every person. You're not transparent to me. Yes. I want you to know that I, to a certain extent, I do see you. I might not know who you are, mm-hmm. but I see you. You. I acknowledge you. I acknowledge you. That's why I like to greet people. And in my interactions with those people, I would either get like blank stares. Yeah. The ego part of me would be like, ah, but I'm the one saying hi to you. And then I was See? like, okay, ego, sit down. <laughs> Thank you. You've spoken. The court has heard your yeah. argument. <laughs> and now you rest. And when I took myself out of ego, I was like, oh. I can see myself in you. This is unhappiness. This is sadness. Dealing. So we all deal so differently. With the most. (sighs) With the most. Love is not just this thing. Mm. And I think that is what my, one of my root problems is. I've been taught that love is this one specific thing. It looks and feels Mm. like this. And actually, maybe we should start from a place of how different it can be. There's this thing I find, I don't know if it was the same for you growing up. The message in music was heal the world and let's all be better. And if you see someone angry, give them a slice. There was this thing of being loving and kind. Mm. I really feel like the world does need that. 100%. Like, we used to be those people even if we were hiding it very well that we weren't but now it's really like I don't give a damn I'm here to get the bag because even the relationship with the world is evil mm-hmm. yeah definitely agree with that you know the world really does lead a lot more love because we are in a culture where people are disposable right mm. their feelings don't matter oh everyone's got problems you'll get over it honey Pick your chin up and keep it moving. But we're in that society, fast fashion, you're online, you're swiping. Yes, no, yes, no, no judgment, mm. right? But it's also the reality that yes. we're in to understand what that kind of behavior instills in our heads, what we think is acceptable behavior to other human beings, you know? And yeah, I have to catch myself sometimes mm. where I'm like, why am I talking to this person Listen like that? Like yeah. that. Yeah. Fix up. Fix your life. Fix, Fix your life. Up. No. Yeah. If this was your grandmother, if this you was would, your brother, you, would, this you is, wouldn't. When you have respect for something or someone, whether your perception, whether you know them or not, if I approached you at a restaurant, you didn't know who I was and I was dressed a certain way and you were having a bad day that day and you just decide today I'm just going to speak to whoever, however. Even if I looked fabulous, I kind of find like that's what it's based on now. I will treat you accordingly to what you look, how you speak, Mm -hmm. where you go, Mm -hmm. what you're asking for, Mm -hmm. how it will benefit me. And I don't know if you've seen In and of Itself. No, I haven't. So it's a play that they did in um, New York. And when you enter, you have to write who you are. So it says on the card, I am, and then you write the dancer, the doctor. But he literally makes everyone understand that you wrote something down because that's how people see you in the world. 
you know, it's very funny because when you were saying, you know, I am a dancer, I'm a doctor, I was like, why do we let those things define mm-hmm. It's not who I am. The fact that I'm a performing artist, that's not who yeah. I am. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't you're know. You're a sister. You're an aunt. You are a friend. You know what I mean? Even outside of those uh, yes. things. Because those things of being sisters, aunts, and are based on what I can do for other people. How that's I present. Really. No, that's not who I am. Even now, with my therapist two weeks ago, mm-hmm. I was like, outside of being able to be there for people, support people, I don't know who I am. Who am I? Mm-hmm. Not what can I do for you? What my job is? What my skill is? Who is Rotani Homoto Mulea? Where I, just me, mm-hmm. Jay, don't put What do I call myself? Do you know what I mean? I? What do don't I? put accreditations mm-hmm. on me or um, roles that I play or... No, those are extensions, mm-hmm. limits oh, absolutely. of who I am. Who am I? Yo, I was like, girl... You're um, going to literally die when you watch this thing, man, because I've never seen someone challenge and do a play so brilliantly. Yeah. He makes you think and he makes you understand like how the world has changed and how toxic it is for everyone. Like, we've all been tricked. All no, of us. Babe, we've all been tricked. We've been tricked, this babe. This is why we're toxic. We've been tricked. We've all been tricked. I think the reason I was saying this is because of how as much as relationships can be toxic, it's also our surroundings and mm. that also contribute to the toxicity of who we become like or that. how we behave. I like that. And I think that's the hardest thing that I've been gra- grappling with. Even if I want to be good, even mm. if I want to love, want to be in a loving relationship, there is absolutely no guarantee that the person you think you're going to build this with isn't going to fuck it up somewhere. Right. You have no control because when two people are together or two people are working at something, you have no idea what the other one is going to do and the other one is going to decide. Today we are happy, tomorrow we are not. Today I'm throwing you against the wall. Tomorrow I'm slicing you with a knife. Babes. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Babes. You have no control over any of it. And we also have forgotten how observant um, we can be because we're so distracted. We're very distracted. We're distracted. So it's not. It's easy for us to miss the red flags. Mm. But at the same time, I think even if you're watching with due diligence, you're still not going to pick everything up. Cool. I hear you, Chomps. I'm going to pick up on that we are so distracted. Mm. And that is very, very true. Because I think a lot of the times I act from a place of subconscious actions and I need to start doing things consciously, Mm -hmm. making choices consciously and really not being afraid to set boundaries and place you accordingly. Yes. Once you've shown me who you mm. are, believe it to place you accordingly and keep it moving. A lot of the times you don't even see those signs because you're busy, distracted mm. by all the glitz and glamour and the lights. All that shimmers is really not gold. Mm. So for me, it's about getting back to self. And That's I always true. find that when there's a positive movement happening, something very similar a very opposite starts to happen in the media. So now there's this advertisation of what self-love is that's very narcissistic. Yes. They can just watch yourself. And it's you so, don't need them. Da, 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 da. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And it's so tricky because there's so many truths in and amongst that lie that you have to be able to, to take from it. To pick, you yes. can't swallow it whole bit because mm. it's poison. It's a whole elephant. You it, need to cut that bitch You up. need to be like, actually, no, this doesn't work for me. This and create your own understanding. And it is really worth checking in with yourself mm. and what it is that you've allowed. When you're speaking about the spaces and the people around you and you're like, you've got no control. Oh, absolutely, you do. You have given that power oh, away right. to people. And we've been giving power away for for the, as, for the longest time. This time coming home, I've sat and just been like, yo, I've been giving away my shit for free, y'all. Mm. Like for free, 99. Just- it's a choice. Like some, it, You almost know when you've wasted 
wasted awareness of self, um, mm. drawing back. Like, I, I also can easily now go, I don't have time for that, I'm sorry. But if I do agree, I'm going to wake up and get in the car and come and see you. Make the time to have that lunch or make the time to have the drink. And I mean, to be honest, I don't I don't ever think anything is wasted because yes. I can learn. Mm. But if I don't learn, that's when it becomes a waste. Absolutely. When I start doing repetitive things, the first one is not a waste because that is the universe or whatever god you believe in being like i want you to learn from mm. this so that you be, you can evolve and become a better version of yourself when you allow those patterns to happen continuously that's when it becomes a waste that time that you spent with that person whatever energy you've given to that person is not a waste Absolutely. because the exchange is the lesson learned that is the exchange mm. i gave you this Thank you very much. Because relationships are very much that. Number it's okay. Give and take always. Yes, who was saying it? Uh, I saw this clip on Instagram. Chris Rock, I think it was Chris Rock. He was saying, I don't understand why people say relationships are hard. Relationships are hard if one person is working and the other person is not. Mm. That's when relationships are hard. But when you're both doing the work, then it's, it's not hard. hard. You are present. That's it. Have you read the, the Surrender Experiment? Okay, the Surrender Experiment. experiment. So the surrender experiment is basically this man who he did an experiment. He just surrendered, like, and he stopped saying no, but only to the, obviously the things that he was attracting into his life. His whole thing is to surrender to life in what what serves you. And it changed my life. That book, okay? Like I started reading that book in the beginning of the year, and then meditating and going back to this journey of like tap in, girl, tap in, don't tap out, tap in. So I'm tapping in, I'm tapping in, I'm reading, I'm meditating, I'm yogaring, I'm crossfitting, I'm like, just get your life. Get it. You must read that book. But it really is just learning how to surrender. Not just welcoming bullshit, obviously. Knowing that, what choices to make. But ultimately surrendering. Even if you think it's completely against what you would normally do in a right. situation. So it's that yes. thing that he says, take up the space. Do the thing. Don't let the thoughts cloud your mind. Because the relationship we have, we have with ourselves is so toxic. Never mind everybody else. Right. The voice in your head, quieten it down and tell mm. it to shut the foot. It's always running. 100%. You know what I'm learning, man? Those voices in my head, for the longest time, I've been telling them to shut up and they just get louder, mm-hmm. right? So now I'm like, okay, speak. And then when it's done speaking, I'm like, I've heard you. Now I need to just go sit in that corner mm-hmm. and we're done. You've spoken. I heard you. Mm-hmm. You've had your time. You have five minutes. Your five <laughs> minutes is up. It's all Please. And then I have to actively say, remind myself of positive things about myself. Reinforcement. Sometimes I, I don't. Sometimes I, I allow them to speak for yes. 20 minutes even though you're going to and then I'm like oh damn it you know so it's a journey constantly having to be like am I okay is this my voice is this someone else's voice because it sounds like you mm-hmm. but it's not it's not it is an ongoing journey mm. Bridget thank you so much for allowing us into your heart into your home and into your spirit We are aware that this episode may have been triggering. If you require support, we would like to direct you to the Zoe Health website. www.zoe.health To our listeners, thank you for taking the time to listen to Basadi, Black Woman in Conversation. Sending love, light, and blessings.